Good morning, everybody, as we embark on a new Chumash, the book of Shemos, Sunday morning. Um, I want to talk about one particular detail of the enslavement to the Jewish people. None of this is, this, this actual storyline is not that uh, uh, unknown. People should know the story of what happened. Yosef, all his brothers pass away, the Torah says. And after all the brothers pass away, Levi actually is the one who lives the longest. He's the last one to pass away. The slavery doesn't actually begin until after that. The Torah describes it as, that a new king came upon Egypt who quote-unquote did not know Yosef. And then as a result, he looks at the explosion of the Jewish population and he says, this is a problem we have to deal with. Okay, so let's get into that in a little bit more detail. So of course, Rashi brings us two opinions of uh, what does it mean, lo yoda, but melech a new king. According to one opinion, chadash mamash, it's an actual new king. The old king died, the new king has now come to power. <laughs> <coughs> According to the other um, opinion, his decrees were new, had a new attitude towards the Jews. So now, either way, either way, it's not as if the king was ignorant of history. Even if he himself was born after Yosef, he knew enough to know that the reason Egypt is the most powerful country in the world today is because of Yosef. He knew it. No way he didn't know that. Okay? So, if it, whether he was new, and, and if he did, and if he did know Yosef, and this Chachik Zeres of Stam, make up Bob Isis. Where is all this coming from? Where, where did he come from? Where did he come this idea? be able to act this way. The Medrash tells us a story that this is the famous three advisors of Paro. Are you familiar with this Medrash? One of the great characters in our Torah is a man named Eov, Job. And there's great debate in the Gemara when exactly did Job live? We don't really know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no context in the actual book of Job setting his timeline, where he is, where he is in history. He's part of the 24 books, so he had to precede, he had to be sometime before the beginning of the Second Temple era. Okay, but, but, but how, when before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Gemara says that, that, that Paro had three advisors to whom he presented the Jewish problem. You know they were? Yitro was one. Who was the second? Job was the second. The third? Yes. Very good. Bilam. Bilam was the third. So the first one he said, Yitro. So he turned to Yitro and he said, What should we do with the Jewish, this Jewish problem? What did Yitro say? No, he said much more. Jewish problem? Did you say Jewish problem? 
Who would you be today if it wasn't for the Jews? Right. He said, well, how dare you? Jewish problem. He finished his sentence, took one look at Paro and realized, I think this is where I get off, and ran, fled the palace before Paro could do anything to him for what he had just said. And that's how Yisrael becomes Yisrael. That's why he becomes excommunicated. That's when he stops stops exploring idolatry. He was the chief idolater, etc., etc., and ultimately leads him to monotheism. And he marries... You can't beat him, have your daughter-in-law marry him, and join him. Exactly. Works every time. <laughs> that was Yisrael. Next, who's the second guy? Eov. What did Eov do? Eov sat quietly. He saw it. That just happened to Yisrael. And he just was dumbfounded. And he didn't respond one way or the other. According to this Medrash, that's why Eov suffered. The third guy was Bilam. Bilam. Let's figure out how to kill him. Let's figure out how to destroy them. But on a deeper level, how did all this come about? I'm just thinking about this. I don't necessarily have a source for what I'm about to say. But you can imagine, it says, we were already exploding. Right? He, Paro says to his advisors, whoever these advisors are, we have this problem. These Jews are multiplying. Right? And they're taking over the land. What did he really mean? Were our numbers so great? Okay, so one member says we were multiplying six at a time already then. We were having sextuplets. So yeah, we were multiplying pretty quickly. Right? But what did he really mean? You know what he meant? All of a sudden, 40% of entries to Harvard, MIT, and Penn were Jews. And Paro looks around and goes, Whoa, what's going on here? What bothered him about that? You know what bothered him about it? As long as they were exploding in Goshen, that doesn't bother me. I gave them Goshen. It was an offshoot to our country. As long as they stayed Jews, it didn't bother me. What caused him that he should forget Yosef? The Jews forgetting Yosef. The Jews became professors at Harvard. poli Philosophers. We have to understand the suffering of the downtrodden. We have to appreciate the grievances of Hamas and Hezbollah and the fact that they've been disenfranchised by us Jews for so long. The poor Iranians, look what we Jews have done to them. Poor souls. Or the Iraqis, look what we did to them. 
Nebuch blew up their nuclear reactor. We're oppressors, colonizers. What's the other one? Um, genocide mongers. And who understands it better than we, who've become the professors at the Harvard at Cairo University, the MIT at, the, at, at Harvard? We understand that best. We caused Paro to forget Yosef. Had we not allowed Paro to forget Yosef, then Paro would have no, there's nothing to forget. Nothing to forget. CNN and MSNBC can only talk the lies that they can talk because there's Jews there and they let them say those lies. The anti-Semites, a million times over, stand up in Congress for the last decade and spew utter and complete lies about Jews, about Israel, about Jews. And the Jews in their own party never said a word. Never said a word in protest. Emboldened what's going on in the streets of New York today. That's what created it. My good friend, the lady from Florida with the hyphen in her name. Who knows how to open her fat mouth, you should excuse me, about every topic under the sun. How to kill babies, she knows how to scream. How to kill babies, she knows how to scream. My other good friend from New York. Used to be the chairman of committees. He knows how to scream. The same one, the head of the Senate. Paroi knows these people are Jews. So if the Jews can say they forgot Yosef, if the Jews don't care when we stand up against Yosef, why should I? That's what it means. We are compatible. Who does he wind up coming face to face with? Shifra and Pua, Yochavet and Miriam. All of a sudden, he meets these two Jewish women who look him in the eye and say, "We didn't forget Yosef. We didn't forget any of it. And because of that, we're not scared of you either." You're nothing to us. And we'll talk about them a little bit more tomorrow. What's the message? Oh my gosh. Couldn't be clearer. It's right in front of our faces, right? Don't forget Yosef. And don't be afraid to make sure that the world knows that you didn't forget Yosef. You don't even have to necessarily remind the world about Yosef. You just have to make sure that the world knows that you didn't forget Yosef. You didn't forget who you are. You didn't forget that you're a yid first.
May HaKadosh Baruch Hu bless us that we overcome all of these challenges once and for all because we really, really have to get out of here. This is mamish, mamish, no way to run an airline. Every day, every single day, we're reading about new Karbanas, Jews that have given up their lives. Al-Kiddush Hashem for every single one of us. Not tolerable, not acceptable. It can't go this way. Hashem bless us. Hashem Shalom. True peace for us, for all of Kali Sol, for the entire world. Let's have the revelation of Mashiach with joy, happiness, and celebration, and good health. And may we have it now. Bye. Bye.